Hi and welcome to the first Coach Pete podcast. Now this is something I've actually been thinking about doing for a number of years, but uh, I procrastinated on it, to be honest, for quite a long time. Even though I went out and spent a lot of money and got all the fancy uh, microphone and stuff for it. But ironically, I'm sitting here recording it on my iPhone because my laptop has decided not to work on me. So the fancy microphone is uh, sitting getting unused, but hopefully we'll bring that in in the future. So my plan with this is to keep these relatively short, 10-15 minutes, just a nice kind of bite-sized uh, information dump really, where I'll pick a particular topic and it will hopefully be something within that kind of health fitness bubble, whether it's talking about training, nutrition, uh, supplements, which is going to be a topic today. Uh, but who knows what, it could just be some random uh, things from my mind, <laughs> the thoughts of Pete. But uh, today's topic is creating. Now I've picked that because I've just happened to have a few of my clients and people at the gym over the last week or so ask me about it. And I'm still quite surprised with a lot of the, the mystic out there or just a lot of the, the mystery surrounding creating. And I still think there's a bit of a misconception where people almost view it as some sort of uh, illegal performance enhancing drug, which it certainly isn't. So I thought I would do this little podcast to drop a few knowledge bombs and just clear up some some misinformation and give you my two cents worth on it as well. So creatine, what the heck is it? Well, it is a natural compound and it exists in all vertebrates and us being human, being vertebrate, it exists in us naturally. And most of that, probably 90-95% is going to be found in your skeletal muscle and it'll be stored within the muscle cells itself. The, the rest of that, the remaining 5-10% is generally found in your brain tissue. Uh, the thing about these different tissues, the skeletal muscle, your brain tissue, as uh, so they both require high energy, they're high energy tissues which now we need a, a good source of energy to keep you functioning properly. So the chances are that most people's diets should provide enough creatine for day-to-day -day life. Uh, the reason people supplement with it is that your body doesn't store an optimal amount, there is certainly room in there to saturate the cell so that you're, you're basically just filling it up with as much as the cell will take and that will give you an optimal amount of creatine uh, in your muscle cells. Now creatine itself, just to give a bit of a background as to why, why it's a thing, why it's a, a useful supplement, you do need to have a little bit of knowledge about energy systems. Now again, I'm just going to skim over the surface with this, but if you break it down into kind of real basics, I like to think there's, let's say, three distinct energy systems. You've got the first energy system, which I'm going to call your adenosine triphosphate system, ATP for short. Now, we'll come back to that uh, and I'll, I'll clear some, I'll make a bit more sense with that. So, but the ATP system is really what your body uses for initiating that first couple of seconds of movement. So if you think of something like maybe a jump, just from a dead stop to a jump, or uh, a, a very heavy deadlift, you're just hitting a couple of reps, chances are it's predominant your ATP energy system, which is going to help fuel you through that. Now this energy system be, it uses creatine. Uh, again, I'll, I'll backtrack on that a bit, but it doesn't have a lot of, uh, it, it won't last long. You're maybe looking at a couple of seconds worth at most. Now, once that has been used up, it gives your body enough time to just kick into the next energy system, which is your anaerobic energy system, uh, which starts to use more carbs and sugars. Uh, 
And assuming that you continue to work and the intensity isn't terribly high, that will in turn move into your aerobic energy system where you start to break down fuel from uh, fats uh, and carbs and even proteins in extreme cases. And that's where you get your, you're using oxygen to oxidize, to break down fats, protein, carbs to produce energy. So like I say, I'm not going to get in detail with those energy systems, but I will dive a wee bit deeper just with the ATP system there. So like I say, the ATP is your primary fuel source for your muscle, your brain tissue. And it doesn't last terribly long, but what does happen is when your body uses ATP to produce energy, you have a byproduct called ADP, so that is adenosine diphosphate as opposed to triphosphate. Um, again, what happens if in your body, your body will use the creatine phosphate, so it will use creatine to add to the phosphate and it will then produce creatine phosphate, adds that to the diphosphate and you then have a triphosphate and you've then got your ATP, which is ready to kick in again. So that basically recycles the ATP system to keep it going a little bit longer. And the more you have that in your system, I'd suggest the more potential you have for that, the more you'll get from it. Uh, as a supplement, it has been on the market from, I think you're about 1993. Uh, and I'm actually old enough, sadly, to remember when it first came on the market. And there was a shitload of hype about it. And also a shitload of misinformation. It's quite funny looking back with all my gym bros at the time. I was actually studying health and fitness, so I was kind of immersed in this gym culture back in the mid-90s in Glasgow, which was uh, thoroughly meathead. Everyone just wanted to get buff, uh, as did I. Uh, personally, I was aiming to look like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Still haven't quite achieved that, unfortunately. But uh, I did use creatine. I used it when it first came on the market. Uh, and the big thing at the time was you got to follow this loading phase. Again, what the heck is that? So... The loading phase, well, the concept with that, uh, with creatine is that, like I've mentioned, your body does have a, a natural amount of it. It's not an optimal amount. So by taking creatine as a supplement, the aim is to eventually saturate your muscle cells so that it can no longer take in, and you've got an optimal amount within your muscle cells. And the idea of the loading phase is to fast track that. Uh, traditionally, what people would tend to do, and perhaps they still do, uh, you could do this as well, is to take four five gram servings spread roughly evenly through the day. Uh, do that for about five, six days and what will happen is you'll, you'll quite quickly saturate your muscle stores with creatine. So it's quite a, it's a fast track way to do it. It's not the only way to do it. I mean, you could just take your five grams a day and you'll probably find within about 30 days time it's, it's accumulated within your system and just at saturation level. So should you choose to do a loading phase, it's maybe just a personal uh, thing really. Personally, I just like to take five grams a day. I, I, I'm terrible at remembering these things, so it just keeps it easy for me. Uh, and what I tend to do if I'm taking creatine, currently taking at the moment, is I'll just put five grams into usually my post-workout protein shake. So depending on what type of workout I've done, usually a weight session or something high intensity, I'll get home or I'll, I'll take a shake to the gym with me. And that shake, usually, again, this is personally for me, I'll chuck a banana in, some berries, so that's getting the high glycemic uh, sugar hit. Yeah, so again, it's just refueling the carbs back into the system. I'll chuck some creatine in and I'll generally put a scoop of whey protein in into that as well. 
And I'd like to think that that then just gets transported into my muscle cells. Now, there is uh, one thing you can do with that to maybe maximise that absorbing, uh, absorption. <laughs> Apologies, it's a weird Glasgow accent. Get tongue-tied sometimes. Yeah, so if you want to fast-track your creatine or, or just maximise the absorption into your muscle cells, you could take it with a high glycemic drink. And there's actually a lot of creatine products in the market. And if you were to look at the, the back of them, you'll notice that they may have quite a, a heavy amount of uh, sugar or something that will give it a, a high glycemic kick. So I'm guessing the theory there is that by taking that high sugar uh, with creatine, you'll get an insulin spike. And that insulin will then transport those nutrients uh, more efficiently into your muscle cells. So that's how I would load up on it. Now going back to uh, some of the benefits of creatine, so we've mentioned that it's used in that first energy system, the energy system, the ATP system, which is really where uh, if you're a strength athlete, that's what you'll be relying on a lot of the time. Or if you're a, whatever type of athlete can you maybe have a period of time when you've got to bust into a sprint or all of a sudden switch into a high energy mode, that's probably your creatine system which will be using that. So it does pay if you're an athlete or somebody who's interested in strength or uh, maximal strength performance that you would benefit from taking creatine. So again, speaking of my own experience, I first took this when, like I said, I was at college uh, and I was probably, let me think, I'd have been a teenager actually, I'd probably been 17, 18 at the time. Uh, I was totally obsessed by the gym, smashing it all the time and creatine came on with a bit of a buzz so I naturally jumped on the bandwagon with everyone else and I remember at the time it was from EAS which was Experimental and Applied Sciences that's a, a, an American company I'm not even too sure if you're still about or not but they, they, had a, they were one of the first ones to market it and sell it in the UK at the time and it was just pure powder uh, and I remember we were just chucking in our, our pre-workout cups of coffee and our lattes and stuff or taking it with some sugar in, in the UK, it was Lucozade at the time, just a high sugary drink, knocking it back. Uh, and I did at the time follow the, the loading phase uh, down to the tea. And I have to say that very, very first experience with it, I gained uh, about seven pounds. So that's his UK terminology. So that would be maybe about three kilos. That's not a huge amount, but keep in mind that was in about 10 days and uh, at the time, you're lucky if I would have been about 60 kilos. So that was a, a sizable weight gain for me. And with the weight gain, I also did feel muscles get really firm. Uh, and it was a definite strength shift as well, where I was definitely getting stronger too. So that muscle firmness and some of it felt probably most of the weight gain, that happens when you muscles absorb creatine, but also taking a lot more fluid, a lot more water, which will be stored within the cell. And that adds to a bit of a weight gain. So it's not necessarily that you will be gaining muscle, you're gaining fluid, but it's not like somebody do who might abuse steroids, where you get this puffiness, where you've got water sitting underneath the, your subcutaneous kind of fat layer. People just like a bit puffy with it. It's different. It's actually within the muscle cells, so you will still take it. And if you're lean, you'll still look hard. You won't lose any of that, that sharpness or definition just from creating itself. Uh, and just kind of speaking of that water retention, there, there has been some misinformation with possible uh, bad side effects from taking creatine. And some of them are related to the extra 
uh, need to stay hydrated. So if you are supplementing creatine, I would recommend that you maybe up your hydration a little bit. Nothing mental, but just uh, keep an eye on it. Don't let yourself get dehydrated. Because if you do that, uh, you may find that if you were to then use creatine, not uh, readjust your water intake, and for whatever reason, if you went and get your, your kidneys tested, get a renal test, one of the markers for that is they'll measure creatine. And it's, like I say, it's a naturally uh, compound. It's a natural compound and you should expect to find some. But one of the signs that your kidneys aren't working properly is you have an elevated creatine level uh, in, in your blood, essentially. And this is something that's happened to me. Uh, and it happened to me when I was getting some uh, medical tests in the UK for me to move to New Zealand. So it was quite, quite a... Uh, a big process and part of it was this big medical where I, part of it was getting your your my kidneys uh, function test and it actually flagged that my kidneys uh, weren't doing too good and I had an elevated creatine level but uh, I attribute that to a couple of things uh, just so happened that week it was the last week I was in Glasgow so you can imagine there was a bit of partying going on since fair to people so I, I was probably a bit dehydrated I may have even been a bit hungover uh, and I distinctly remember the day. It was a real hot belter of a day, which don't happen that often where I'm from. Uh, and I dressed for a cold day, and I remember walking about the city, couldn't find this place. It was a hard-to-find testing facility. And when I eventually got there, I was parched. I needed a drink, but I, I was late, so I just rushed in. And I think, uh, in hindsight, that's what led to that uh, elevated creatine result. Uh, and to be honest, it did freak me out a little bit, so I came off it. Uh, but maybe a year or two and I've since had it checked and absolutely fine so I think that was maybe just a bit of an anomaly where just a couple of things kind of coincided at the same time uh, so yeah if you are taking creatine stay hydrated uh, one of the other possible negative side effects is if you are overhydrating using creatine you will increase the water volume within your blood so that may lead to a slight increase in the blood pressure as well so if you already currently have blood pressure it may be something to just check with your GP uh, before you start to use it uh, other possible negative side effects it could be well we spoke about weight gain but uh, personally I don't see that as a negative side effect I was actually quite happy to gain weight at the time and most of the weight you will gain will be water initially although as you it does help your performance and it may help you train into bigger weights longer weights recover better there's a chance that you could lead to more muscle gain as well. And now, if you were to abuse it, maybe take too much of it, there's a chance you get an uh, upset stomach. And if you don't hydrate enough, you could get cramps as well. If you and if you go bananas with it, which I've certainly seen people do, I've seen people just chuck it down dry as if it was a sherbet or something, uh, it could give you the shits. <laughs> Quite honestly, it'll just upset your stomach, but that's to be expected if you're going to abuse it. Uh, another thing which is a, a could be a possible uh, concern here is that it's not so good to take creatine with uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory so you may be looking at things like ibuprofen not such a good idea to take if you're on creatine and also diuretics diuretics are essentially designed to allow your body to lose water not good if you're taking creatine unless you're really kind of onto it if you're hydration it's creatine is going to try and do the opposite of that so speaking of uh, safety 
I'm pretty happy to say that as far as I'm concerned, it's a safe supplement. Although if you do have an underlying medical condition, it may pay just to get checked with your GP prior to taking it. And uh, I did a bit of research before I did this wee podcast and the ACSM, that is American College Sports Medicine, are basically one of the gold standard organisations in the US and throughout the world for a lot of fitness and health advice. They have listed it as safe. And they have listed it as an ergogenic aid, so it is a performance-enhancing aid. Not to the same degree as uh, something illegal like steroids or anything, but it's a safe ergogenic aid. And if you are somebody who's interested in gaining muscle, uh, somebody who wants to excel at strength sports, absolutely, give it a crack. Uh, Speaking from my own experience, I think it works. And I've seen lots of other people have a really good result with it as well. Now, some other benefits... Uh, you will get from it. So there's the obvious things with performance. You will increase your maximum power performance. So for high intensity exercise, strength training, sprints, or maybe you're an endurance athlete, but there's periods of time where you've got to kick into a higher gear where it's a sprint or run up a hill or something. Creatine will help you get through that as well. Uh, a lot of more recent stuff, which I actually find even more interesting, is uh, the benefits for your cognitive health. And it might be that in the future it could be uh, recategorized as a possible nootropic supplement. So that is a, a supplement which aids your cognitive function. And sticking on that line, there is some evidence that it's good for mitochondrial diseases. So we're looking at things like Parkinson's and shit. If it helps that, that is fantastic. And it's uh, with it being with the benefits of creatine in terms of helping you retain muscle. It's a definite aid when it comes to muscle wasting diseases, things like uh, muscular dystrophy or any kind of muscular atrophy diseases. Uh, And there's also some evidence that it will help increase bone density. Again, I would only presume that if it's helping retain muscle, then you're maybe more likely to be active and be placing your bones under greater stress, which is a good thing, which will help increase your bone density. So, guys, uh, that is the lowdown on creatine. Now, if I've missed anything there, I do apologise, but I think I've covered uh, the main nuts and bolts of it. And if there is one other thing I would mention, though, creatine uh, is easy to get a hold of any day. You go into most sports places, uh, supplement stores, even your local supermarket, you're likely to find creatine. Just make sure you get it from a, a well-established brand. There has been issues in, in the past in various places where it has been contaminated, so the last thing you want to do is uh, chuck something in your system which you don't expect to be there and find that it's going to cause you some sort of mischief. So just when you are using it, make sure you get a good, uh, well, kind of recognised brand, something that's safe to use as well. And like I say, I think it's a, maybe a personal choice as to whether you want to do the, the whole loading protocol or not. I think if you just take it regular, it will eventually saturate your muscle cells and you'll get all the benefits from it. So team, that is my two cents on creatine. Now, if things go as planned, and if I keep myself motivated here, which hopefully I will, I'm going to come back and do these podcasts on a fairly regular basis. And my plan is to just pick a topic, pick something like we've done today, whether it's a a sports supplement, a nutrition topic, maybe it could be a training topic, or maybe a wellness, anything which kind of falls under the umbrella of health, wellness, performance. That's, That's really what I'd like to kind of dive into now thank you for listening and uh, i'm not too sure where you might have came across this because i'm going to post it on all my social media uh, streams so wherever you have got it from i would be much appreciated if you could give it a like 
uh, perhaps you could share it as well and stay tuned and fingers crossed I will get my finger out and I'll keep on top of this so team I will chat soon have a good day adios bye